I welcome you to today's uh, message. Uh, welcome you to the platform again. Uh, uh, I believe, God, that your week was marvelous, or glorious. The Lord has been merciful and kind to us. He's brought us to another powerful week, enabled us to overcome all of the um, calamitousness of life, all of the arrows and terrors of night and destruction at noonday. The Lord has taken us all through, through all that. And the Lord has brought us to this marvelous day, a day in which that the Lord himself has made and he has required us to rejoice and to be glad in it. If you're joining us from the first time on this platform, I'd like to welcome you specially. I'd like to give you a big God bless you. And if you're a regular on this uh, platform, I want to thank God for your continued um, commitment uh, to the things of God. I believe, God, that your reward will be enormous and this journey you will not fall on the wayside. I believe, God, that you will arrive at your destination, hale and hearty, strong and virile. The Lord is merciful and kind. The Lord is good. And the Lord is favorable to those who wait for him. Uh, it's a marvelous time. As you know, this is our life, uh, life series journey where we explore the different aspects of life as contained um, by, uh, in, in scriptures. So we bring in experiences, life, uh, life's situations, and, and I'll put all of that to, together and, and then, by the grace of God, expound on how we can make our lives meaningful. I believe, God, that this is your time and your destiny is about to go on the eagle's wings. Uh, before we go into today's message, which is going to be a continuation of what we began last week, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We are grateful and thankful for another time in your presence. Lord, it's always a delight to come before you. David said, I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. Oh, Father, even as we have come to your house today, where there is healing, where there is deliverance, where there is empowerment, where there is forgiveness, where there is joy, where there is greatness, where there is empowerment. Father, let all of those, the blessings that you have intended for us this day, be our portion in the mighty name of Jesus. Let none of us return the same way. We have come believing, Lord, let us go accomplished. We thank you for your mighty hand. We pray that with boldness, the utterance, utterance will, be, will be given and your word will come forth expressly to bring healing, to bring deliverance, to bring empowerment and to bring fortitude to continue the journey that at the end of the day, Lord, the praise and the glory and the honor will be yours. The testimony will be ours and your son, Jesus Christ, will be glorified. Thank Heavenly Father. Take all the glory, take all the praise, have the preeminence, and let your name alone be glorified. Thank Heavenly Father, in Jesus' wonderful name we have prayed. So we're continuing from last week, when we started last week with spiritual consciousness, and we looked at a few things and how that this world, um, you know, there is always this agitation to know what lies beyond this realm. And indeed, we looked at some scriptures that actually points us to that reality. Uh, the Bible says in Hebrews 11, uh, from verse 3, that the things which we see were not made of the things which do appear. So we know, and it says, we know that the worlds were created by the word of God 
and the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear. That means there is a, there's a spiritual realm, the invisible realm that creates this physical realm. And it's from that invisible realm that everything that we see in this tangible realm was created. It's like the sun creates solar energy. You don't see it, but albeit when you put in the necessary facilities, you will get solar energy. Solar energy. The same way the wind, when you harness the energy of the wind, you get uh, wind energy. And so also God has created that invisible realm uh, that takes care of this physical realm. Uh, that invisible realm is the custodian of this uh, physical realm. That spiritual uh, uh, dimension takes control over this physical realm. So it means that if you want to have control over this physical realm, you need to extend yourself into that spiritual dimension where you enter into that phenomenal realm where you then begin to create your world. So when we talk about creating your world, we're only following in the pattern of Hebrews 11, uh, verse 3. It says, the things which do appear were not made of the things which do exist. So there is a spiritual dimension to everything in life. If you look through scripture, you see that before a thing happens, there's always there's already an occurrence in the realms of the spirit before there is a physical manifestation of it. And that means that it is the spiritual that controls the physical. And you see, indeed, man's desire to want to know, man's yearning to want to see what lies beyond this realm has, drove, has driven him to various heights. He's developed inventions and innovations that has carried him out of space and still in his quest to find out what lies beyond the realm. And I believe God that in his marvelousness and, and his goodness, we will be able to see, we will be able to experience that spiritual dimension perpetually in the name of Jesus. And I, remember, we looked at how to get into that realm. And the most, the only way to enter into that realm, into that spiritual dominion, where you would have dominion on this planet and have dominion in this physical realm and manifest your your god-given capacity and ability is by new birth and indeed we looked at there are two dimensions in the spiritual realm there, there's the there is the spiritual darkness where the devil uh reign, runs riot and there is the spiritual dimension which is the positive dimension where christ is king and the amazing thing is Christ has given us dominion over this spiritual darkness where he said he has given us power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt us. So that means that Christ has availed us the opportunity and the privilege to live in that spiritual realm where there's dominion, where there's empowerment, where there's victory, where we can predetermine our future. We can access, access that spiritual realm and predetermine our future. We can go into that spiritual dimension and create the world with which we wish to experience. And so Christ made all of that available. He says that um, he raised us up together in Ephesians and he has made us sit with him in heavenly places, far above principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but in that which is to come. So God has raised us. That's what Christ made available to us, the capacity to enter into that spiritual realm. It is that spiritual realm where everything is determined. If you remember in the book of um, Numbers 19, uh, no, sorry, Numbers 20, 
all the way down to chapter 23, where the children of Israel had left Egypt and began their journey into becoming a nationhood. And they were to go through certain um, barriers and barricades, go through countries. And there was a time they came near the nation where, where Balaam, Balak, wanted uh, them. He understood. Balak was a spiritual man who understands spiritual dynamism. He understood that it is the spiritual that took care of the physical. So what did he do? Rather than confront the Israelites in a frontal battle, he chose a spiritual dimension. And that's how powerful the spiritual realm is. And those who understand it, understand that the spiritual always will have dominion over the physical. So Balak went to Balaam, the prophet, the mighty prophet who spoke face to face with God and said to Balaam, he said, there's a people come from Egypt and these people are mighty and they are great. And they have come and these guys can easily take over our land. And so we have no capacity to contend with them. However, if you can curse them for me, then I know that I would have dominion over them. So you see, Balak understood the power of the spiritual. Balak was not going to contend with Israelites at a physical uh, combat on, you know, on a frontal level, but he understood that you can orchestrate a spiritual battle whereby victory can be determined even before the battle began. So you saw he went to Balaam and God understood what was going on. God had to intercept and said to Balaam, don't go anywhere. Uh, but you know the story, Balaam indeed went but he couldn't curse them. And so this pro famous proclamation was made. Balaam said, I cannot curse whom God has not cursed. I cannot defy whom God has not defied. God is blessed and I cannot reverse it. Amazing. He said, God understood that if these people were cursed spiritually and all of the work that God has done with these people to making them a nation would all be scuttled. And because God didn't want his work to be scuttled, God had to intervene. And God said, no, you cannot curse them. And rather than curse them, he began to bless them. And the blessing that Balaam blessed them remains till tomorrow upon the children of Israel. Why? Because the spiritual is a powerful force that when you know how to engage it, you become a dominator of your world. You become a dominator of your environment. You become a dominator of, your, of, of this mortal existence. So Balaam could not curse because God had to interject. God said, no, bless them. And he said, I have seen, he says, there's a people that is ravaging the nations. And if you curse them for me, I know that then their capacity to function will be minimized. You know, it is often said that it is in the spiritual darkness, the people go into that realm to orchestrate whatever destruction they want to orchestrate in this physical world. People go, and you know, you've heard, I'm sure, that there are many dimensions in that spiritual realm that people enter into to create havoc in this physical world. It tells you one thing, that the spiritual is a powerful force that has dominion over this physical realm. And one of the ways that we have dominion in this world is by accessing, and we looked at that last week, by the Holy Ghost, I mean, by the by new birth. I want to emphasize more on that before we go on, before we go on to other factors. New birth is the only key. New birth is the only access into the spiritual higher realm 
by which we function to and have dominion to operate in our physical environment. A new birth is what the price that Christ offered, is the price that Christ paid, is the price that God himself gave for humanity to be free. And therefore, it remains the only valid access into that realm of spiritual dominion. It is only through new birth, like Jesus said to Nicodemus, except ye be born again, ye cannot enter or see the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God is available, but it is not accessible by good works. It's not accessible by your righteousness. It's not accessible by your works of kindness. It's not accessible by your works of uh, your, your, your ability to fast and your ability to, to, to do good. It is only accessible by the price that was paid. It is only accessible by the acknowledging of the death of Christ on the cross, which gives us dominion. That's why the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, he said, there's now therefore no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. You see that? You are not condemned because you are in Christ Jesus. If you are not in Christ Jesus, then condemnation becomes inevitable. He says, there is now therefore no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the spirit of sin and death. You see that? For the spirit of the law of the spirit in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. And the only way you can be free from the law of sin and death is by the acceptance of the price that Jesus paid on the cross. Paul Peter's preaching in John chapter, and sorry, in Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, verse 19, they said to him, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Paul Peter said, Repent and be ye converted. Be repent. And be ye uh, converted, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So the only way that we can have access to spiritual dominion, the only way that we can have access to spiritual reality is by the awakening of our consciousness to that higher spiritual reality. The only way to get it is by the acknowledging of the price that Christ paid for our dominion. Spiritual capacity, spiritual access is impossible except by Christ Jesus himself. For when he went to the cross, he took our pain, our shame, and our unrighteousnesses that couldn't be fulfilled by the law. That's why he further down in chapter 12 of Romans, sorry, chapter 8 of Romans verse 3, he says, for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and in the flesh, condemned sin. What the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. So man could not have dominion nor access to God into that higher spiritual reality except that that law had to be fulfilled and Christ came to fulfill the law. He came to condemn the law by fulfilling it. He says that the righteousness, verse 4, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Did you see that? That the righteousness of the law, that means what gives us the guarantee to enter into that realm of spiritual reality or spiritual dominion is by the fulfillment 
the righteous by fulfillment of the law, but man couldn't fulfill it by himself because he was too weak. So God sent himself to die on the cross that that law might be fulfilled. And when that law was fulfilled, man then became accessible. Man then had access to that spiritual reality where he orchestrates his dominion from a spiritual angle and manifests his, his, his earthly uh, empowerment in this realm. So man had access simply because Christ fulfilled the law. And because Christ fulfilled the law, uh, when we accept him, it simply means we accept what he has done, that he has fulfilled the law that God has ordained, and therefore man then can have access to overcome and have access to that spiritual dimension. So he says that we are that that we became the righteousness of God when Christ died on the cross. And therefore, we became we have access to the divine. We have access to the higher spiritual dimension. I was just cogitating this morning, and I said that awareness is what creates experience. Awareness is what creates experience. What you are not aware of, you will not experience. You know, if you bought a ticket to go to France, for instance, and on that ticket, you are supposed to have food. And you're supposed to enjoy all of the benefits that comes with the flight. And if you are not aware that there are benefits that you're entitled to because you have that ticket, then you will not experience all that you should experience. So you could be thinking, oh, well, my ticket just guarantees me to take off from one point to another. Whereas your ticket guarantees you free, free uh, lodging, guarantees you free food, guarantees you uh, not free anyway, because it's already embedded in the ticket. However, you're being not aware deprives you of it. So it is awareness that creates experience. It is consciousness that creates reality. It is the consciousness of who you are, what you know, that creates your uh, reality. Because what you don't know, you cannot pursue. That's why Jesus said, uh, how can they preach? He says, how, he says, he says uh, the word, he says, don't say in your heart who shall go to heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or shall descend into the deep, that is to bring him up from, up, uh, from, the, from the depth, from the grave. But what's yet it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy heart, the word of faith which we preach, that if you believe in the Lord Jesus, with your, if you believe in the Lord Jesus, you shall be saved. For with a heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. He said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then he said, how shall they call upon him in whom they have not believed? So your righteous, your reality has, must be embedded in your consciousness. You must realize that the price has already been paid for you. And therefore, you have access to that higher spiritual dimension where, where you have the pre preponderance and the capacity for dominion in this physical realm. It is possible to become extremely outstanding. In this physical realm, it is possible to continue in spiritual dominion. It is possible to have access to spiritual empowerment. It is possible for you to have success upon success because you have access to the place. You have access to the, to the, to the, to the manufacturing room. You have access to the determining uh, facility where everything that makes for life and godliness and dominion and empowerment are created. God was speaking to, uh, Jesus was speaking to John. He said, come up thither. 
and I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know. So there is a higher realm where you can see beyond this physical realm. There's a higher realm where you can create your world. There's a higher realm where you can create, you know, the dominion and the empowerment that you require. Remember the story of Job as well. Job was going about in Job chapter two and, and the devil was going to our front. God said to him, have you seen Job, my servant, a righteous man and, he, and, and an upright man, one that fear God and is true evil? And the devil began to say to God, now you saw that all that happened to Job was not a physical thing. It was a spiritual contention between God and, and, and uh, I wouldn't say God was contending with the devil, no, but it was a spiritual contention. And that brought about a physical reality of what happened to Job. Job lost everything. So that means that there is a spiritual determiner of the physical reality. So, and your consciousness of who you are is what gives you dominion that you can access it by the price that Christ has paid because Christ has become the law for us. Christ became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. In, in, that's in, in, in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21, say, Christ became sin for us, that he that knew no sin became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. So Vabatim priest said, almost Vabatim in, in Romans 8, where he said that we, that we might become the righteousness of God because Christ has fulfilled the law. He says, we are debtors, therefore, not to the law, to walk, to live after the law. For, uh, for if you live after the law, ye shall. Uh, we have debtors, therefore, sorry, not to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if you through the spirit do mortify the deed of the flesh, ye shall live. So you see, you can't even control your flesh without the spirit. In Romans 8 and verse 13, it says, we are debtors, therefore, not to the not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the spirit do modify the deed of the flesh, ye shall live. So it says that we have no control over our own body, over our habits, over our capacity, unless by spiritual dimension. It says by that spirit realm, we have access to modify the deeds of the flesh and have dominion. And then it says in verse 14, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So there is a spiritual dimension that Christ has created and our consciousness and awareness it work, is what gives us that dominion and that ability to walk in perpetual victory. Christ has paid the price already. Christ has finished the work. When he said it was finished, he meant he, gives, he gave us access to come into the belong. The Bible says, and the, the veil was rent in twain when Christ said it is finished. Why? So that man can come to God boldly. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, verse 16, he said, therefore, let us come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help uh, in time of need. So what is he saying? He says that the spiritual reality is available, albeit you can only access it, access it by Christ Jesus. And the way to access it is by the acceptance of what Christ did, that he had become, he became the righteousness of the law, that we Christ fulfilled the law that we might become the righteousness of the law. And therefore, by, by that reality, we overcome by, by the price and the finished works that Christ has offered to us. It is that reality that gives us dominion. It is that consciousness that creates our reality. It is that awareness that creates our experience. So when you enter, when you are confronted or when situations 
or there is a barrage of those of the realities of life, you have a place of succor. The Bible says that you have access to all of the benefits that the spiritual reality creates. And one of those benefits I'll touch on quickly is the word of God. The word of God is only energized by those who have access to the spiritual realm. The Bible says that this word that I speak unto you, they are spirit, Jesus said, and they are life. That means that the word carries the capacity to create and it has the capacity to give life. So when you are in that higher spiritual dimension, it is your right to use this word because the word becomes available, it becomes uh, accessible, it becomes a weapon for dominion because you all reside in that higher spiritual reality. Before you can use that word, a word means nothing to you if you are not in the kingdom. That's why you remember the sons of Sceva in Acts of the Apostles 19 from verse 11. They said they went to a man that was demonic, uh, was possessed and said, in the name of Jesus, that Paul priest come out <laughs> and the man turned to them and beat the living daylight out of them, tore their clothes and, and you know, they were, they were harassed and they took to their heels. Why? Because they didn't know who Christ was. They were preaching on what Paul was saying, which guarantees nothing but mere words. And so when the, the, your reality of the kingdom of God is what creates that opportunity to enter into that spiritual realm. Until next week, when we'll be continuing again on the subject matter, we'll be going on to part three of it. I believe, God, that you will this word will form, will become life in you, will bring about uh, strength and vigor, and that your consciousness will create your reality, and your awareness will create your experience. And by the fact that the Christ has already paid the price, and you understanding that reality and walking in it will give you dominion all the days of your life. Let me leave you with this scripture from Roman, from Isaiah chapter 8, uh, verse 19 and 20. He says, uh, and if they say unto you, seek unto them that have familiar spirits and unto wizards that peep and mutter for the living to the dead, they shall not the people, shall not the people seek unto their Lord God from, a, from the living to the dead, to the law for the to the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this, but it is because there's no light in them. I quote that verse 20 again from Isaiah 8 20 to the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this, it is because there is no light in them. So if you are void of that light, if you are devoid of it, then you cannot speak that reality. You cannot become that reality. You cannot live that reality. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you your own inheritance amongst them that are sanctified. The Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you. Until I see you again next week, Keep basking in the Lord. Enjoy the blessings that the spiritual reality has provided and keep walking in dominion, in authority, and in empowerment. The Lord bless you.